The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome back to Content. Content Optimization Week on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro. And this week, we're going to publish an episode every day covering what you need to know to optimize every stage of your content marketing funnel. Joining us for Content Optimization Week is Marlon Glover, who is the content services team lead here at Searchmetrics. He is responsible for shepherding Searchmetrics' largest and most strategic clients to content marketing success. And today, we're going to hear Marlon's tip for optimizing the bottom of funnel conversion-related content. But before we get started, I want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by the marketing team at Searchmetrics. We are an SEO and content marketing platform that helps enterprise-scale businesses monitor their online presence and make data-driven decisions. To support you, our loyal podcast listeners, we're offering a complimentary digital diagnostic. A member of our digital strategies group will provide you with a consultation that reviews how your website, content, and SEO strategies can be optimized. To schedule your free digital diagnostic, go to searchmetrics.com slash diagnostic. Okay, and this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash AWT. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Here is the third installment of Content Optimization Week with Marlon Glover, Searchmetrics' content services team lead. Marlon, we're halfway there. We're at the bottom of the funnel. Welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for having me again, Ben. So let's talk about what most marketers would consider getting people across the finish line. Uh, You know, we've talked about building awareness getting in front of people that are in our personas, talked about helping them build credibility and get educated on our class of products or services. And now this week, we want to talk about the bottom of the funnel. How do we get people to buy something, whether it be a product or a service? Talk to me a little bit about the strategies behind building your 
basically your product content. Yeah, well, this is actually a really fun topic because uh, for me, I can quickly point out to a client the value and, and the importance of building content at the other stages. Because if you haven't effectively taught clients earlier in that process, then it's going to be very difficult for them to, to make the decision to choose you as a supplier or someone that could solve their problem and, and fulfill their need. So um, first and foremost, that is critical. I mean, I know we see in the car buying process, there's typically 900 or so digital interactions. This was from another study um, from Google. There's 900 interactions and it's important. 800 of them are emails that you didn't subscribe to, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But, you know, I think that just uh, kind of helps us validate this point. And, and that point is, you know, if you aren't present throughout many of those uh, interactions, if you aren't present when they're looking to learn online, then you have less credibility when they're looking to determine if your solution is right for them. So that's the importance of some of that earlier content. If you're not teaching them, then someone else is, and they're likely leading them to their solutions. So that's first and foremost. You know, there's a dating metaphor here. (laughs) And I'm going to try to say this without being crass, vulgar, or rude. But, you know, uh, I will turn it back into a, a product conversation. If you're trying to get across the finish line and you haven't put in the legwork over, you know a multiple series of date and you haven't sort of shown in our case that you're a gentleman, it's a tall ask and likely something that's going to be turned away and and aggressively turned away. If you go directly to the sale, uh, you know, people are going to think that you're being pushy or aggressive. So I totally understand what you're talking about, about building the relationship, building that credibility, starting the customer journey earlier through awareness and education. But once you're building the relationship the right way, um, you know what are some of the tips in terms of the types of content that you need to have on those product pages to make sure that they're visible, showing up, and that they're converting? So first, Ben, um, I'm impressed that you managed to keep that analogy PG. <laughs> Great job there. Podcast um, isn't done. It could go sideways at any point. <laughs> So, you know, let me say this. I think we, we spend a lot of time talking about e-commerce and I do want to talk about some, um, you know, traditional e-commerce approaches and types of content that align with this, this kind of purchase and, and buying stage. Um, but, you know, a large part of my background is in the B2B space. And in the B2B space, there's typically multiple stakeholders involved in the buying process. Certain individuals get involved earlier on. Other individuals may get involved toward the middle stages. Then you may have some unknown stakeholders that tend to come into the mix at the later stages. And so what we found on the B2B side is that there are some some very unique and specific types of content that may uh, be needed for, let's say, a CFO that hasn't been involved in the earlier stages of the the, the process that may not care about the, the solution per se that you're solving for, you know, the head of marketing, right? You know, In those instances, we're looking to create pieces of content that uniquely address the questions that they're asking later on in that process. So um, maybe that's a calculator to show the value of the ROI of your solution. You know, maybe it's some other type of downloadable content that your internal champions can uh, leave on the desk of a CFO as a leave behind to help sell the value of that within the organization. So on the B2B side, that's what that looks like. And I only bring that up because I think that there is some parallel that we can draw in the B2C side as well. 
So for customers that are looking to, to make a purchase at the later stages, they're looking to answer uh, this question of, uh, which solution is right for me, right? So I've learned all of these things earlier in the consideration stage. You've addressed all of my questions. Um, you've even helped me uncover some things that I wasn't considering. And now I'm looking to determine if you as a provider are actually helping me solve for those things. Are you actually providing uh, those needs that you've helped me identify? And so I think based off of those specific needs, those solutions, um, we should really take some careful consideration around the type of content that we create to help uh, answer those later stage questions. Um, sometimes that content can come in the form of videos. So I've told you, um, and I think we've used uh, this example in the past, that the blender example, right? I've told you the things that you should be thinking about when you're choosing the right blender. So let me show you the blenders that we have and the unique features and specs that we offer that align to the things that I told you before that you should be considering, right? So that type of content may be in the form of a video where we show you how, it, how that blender blends and how this type of blade performs when you're cutting up this type of vegetable that we taught you earlier on in this recipe content. So this is at this stage, we're looking to understand, uh, to answer the question of which solution is right for me. And that should be unique to every product that you offer. It should link directly link to the uh, unique problems that you uh, addressed earlier on in, in that consideration content. Now you're talking specifically about the feature set, which you know is very important. You need to be detailed about what your product or service does to make sure that your customer, when they're in the point of making a purchase decision, understands the value you're going to provide. I think that there's a second component here uh, in terms of credibility and belief, right? Hopefully, you throughout your process, you've you've built that credibility. You've gone on your multiple dates and you've shown that you're you're a gentleman and someone willing to commit to. Um, but you know, as you get farther in the purchase process, people are going to want to check your references. And you know, to me, there's the notion of having testimonials, reviews, and even questions and answer content. You know, I'm actually just thinking about what is on Amazon's product pages. You know, you mentioned videos, detailed descriptions, product features. You know, even comparisons to some of your competitors is another thing you could do. But really, it's like great. You're saying you can do all of these things. How do I know if I can believe you? Talk to me about some of the tricks and hacks or ways that you can build credibility at the end of the funnel to get somebody over the finish line. Well, first, let me say, using that analogy, thank goodness that there isn't a a platform that allows our exes to write reviews about us. I probably wouldn't be married. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, I, you know, I, I think the point that you made, Ben, is pretty accurate. I mean, we all know that Amazon is kind of a, a nightmare for a lot of these retailers out here. So it, it is a good rule of thumb to go to an Amazon product page to understand what are the elements and components on that page that we should be thinking about also using to build some credibility of our product at these later stages. So you're exactly right. I think reviews, user-generated content are, are things that are slightly outside of our control, but have the ability to create significant credibility. It, it allows us to... Um, as a product provider, as a solution provider, it allows us to be able to show that everything that we've said that you should be considering, um, everything that we've said in terms of our product being able to deliver on those promises 
that type of content allows a potential buyer to see that, all right, you know, I actually believe them, right? So no, that, that type of content is, is, is significantly important. I think moving beyond just focusing on e-commerce, I think we used Amazon as an example of somebody that's obviously done a great job building out a ton of valuable product pages. But, you know, the reviews and the testimonials, you know, you can use that methodology or that sort of idea of credibility building in, you know, your B2B SaaS pages or, or whatever your website is for. And it could be something as simple as, you know, our services are used by these clients, right? And you're putting the logos of other companies that are there. And this is less about SEO optimization, more about how to build credibility, right? You can always put more content on the page. And sometimes that's not always the answer. More content is is great. But a lot of the times it depends who's writing it and, and whose tone and point of view you're sharing as well. Yeah. I mean, we mentioned in our last podcast that, um, you know, one of the sources of information are some of our other teams within the organization. So folks that directly interact with clients. So at this stage, we're, you know, we're looking to answer some of those questions for our sales team. Folks don't want to get on the phone and talk to a salesperson anymore. (laughs) They don't want to go to the car dealership. They want all the information available to them. And they have that information available to them, whether you're answering it or not. So that's exactly right. They want to know who else you're working with. They want to understand case studies, testimonials, all of that content, all the things that we've traditionally known to be right, the later stages of the buying process and that sales teams are being asked before a customer makes a purchase is still very relevant. So the question is, how do we bring that to life in the digital marketplace? Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So how do you do that? How do you go and, and build that credibility? It, let's talk about specifically if you're, you know, you're early on, or you're starting out, and you don't have a lot of that content created. What suggestions do you have for you know, building that credibility, getting other people to talk about your products, getting your reviews? Yeah, sure. I, you know, I think that we can't lose um, touch and a close connection with the folks that are using our products and are getting value out of our solution. So the first place I look is to go to some of our, our ideal customers. We need to understand where they're truly receiving the value 
in our products and solutions, what their experience looks like. And um, at best, if they feel that they're connected to our brand, if they feel like they're connected to our growth through this connection, this relationship that we've built for them, then in most cases, they're going to be willing to speak on our behalf. And so I would say just as a general business model, we should be thinking about how, um, how close we're staying to the customers that are ideal to us and we want to continue to kind of replicate, um, how close we're staying to them and our different you know, customer success models and really getting value out of um, interacting and, and leveraging them to speak on our behalf. And then there are other influencers in the marketplace that we should be tapping into, folks that have broad reach to our customer base. So we want to tap into those individuals. We want to find ways that we can make offers to them in terms of using our products so that they can, in turn, see the real actualized value of our solution and really provide value to their followers to the folks that they're teaching on a daily basis, right? So we want to find a way to integrate, you know, into their lifestyle and their world and, and how they might be solving, uh, you know, solving problems themselves. And, and if they see the real value in our offer, then they're going to communicate that to their, to their folks as well because they're looking to produce content on an ongoing basis. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, when I think about this format of content, when I think about getting someone over the finish line, you know, you you have to start building the relationship early. And that was the reasons why we had two days of podcasts before talking about building awareness and building credibility. Doing your product descriptions and making sure that you're writing detailed descriptions and understanding who your customers are and what features you have that are going to solve their problems is table stakes, right? You have to nail that. You have to knock it out of the part. But the incremental things that you can do to make sure that you're optimizing not only for visibility and reach of your product pages is adding more content that's going to be around building credibility throughout the sales process. And that gets into your testimonials, your reviews, your frequently asked questions, the other content that you can put on the product page. We're specifically talking about e-commerce. If you're in a services-based business, it's putting you know other customer referrals and you know putting the other brands that you're working with on your conversion pages, right? Putting as much content that show that you are a credible, reliable product or service, and you know whether it's building relationships in the community with influencers or whether it's harvesting relationships with your existing customers, either way, you're going to be building relationships and asking people to create that content for you and publishing it in your really, you know, the, the pages where the rubber meets the road. That's yeah, I, I agree. And I think, I think it's critical that we look to every piece of content that we create, uh, particularly if we're optimizing for a core topic or a set of keywords that we look to, uh, you know, the top 20, 30 highest ranking pages to understand how we can build the most comprehensive piece of content as we can within within every stage of the buying process. But yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that becomes, you know, significantly more important as you move down down that buying journey. Yeah, the last thing I'll say is we bring this back to the, you know, specifically to the SEO communities. Some of these tactics are not things that the SEOs listening, you know, if you're a technical SEO, I'm going to use air quotes here that you can't see, but this is not your problem, right? (laughs) Harvesting reviews and getting that content is not your problem, but it does dramatically affect how your pages are going to rank and what your conversion rates are. So building relationships with your cross-functional partners and getting them to build in 
the feedback loop so you can cultivate the positive experiences and use that content on your product pages is something that you should have a vested interest in because it's going to make the pages that you're trying to optimize that much stronger. So, you know, while we have talked a lot about how to create content and maybe the SEOs aren't going to build relationships with influencers, you know, you can push that agenda and try to harvest that content from the rest of your marketing team. Yeah, Ben, and that's actually a great point. Shameless plug here, right? So we actually do this for a lot of our clients. We offer workshops for SEO teams, content teams, particularly to help bridge that gap between um, the SEO and the content teams. Um, sometimes uh, inability or uh, it can be challenging to work together to, to speak the same language. So what we actually help a lot of our clients do is is to develop you know that relationship, whether it's understanding the correct process from SEO insights to content strategy and execution, or is helping evangelize the value of SEO within the organization and all of the elements that are involved in doing that. So um, shameless plug again, but I wanted to make sure I mentioned that. SEO and content marketing team therapy. (laughs) And on that note, that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Marlon Glover, Searchmetrics' content services team lead. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Marlon, you can find a link to his bio in our show notes, or you can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Marlon underscore Glover. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. If you have general marketing questions or if you want to talk about this podcast, you can find a link to my contact information in our show notes or you can send me a tweet at Ben J. Shap. It's B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. If you're interested in learning more about how to use search data to boost your organic traffic volume, online visibility, or to gain competitive insights, head over to searchmetrics.com slash diagnostic for your complimentary advisory session with our digital strategy team. If you like this podcast and you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning to discuss optimizing your post-sale customer retention content. Lastly, if you've enjoyed this podcast and you're feeling generous, we'd love for you to leave us a review in the Apple iTunes store or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.